0: everybody welcome back it's another version of flock and gather it's alan share i run the spa industry association this is your only 18 minute podcast to the spa industry and i have to tell you the woman we're talking with again today for the third time we we decided we probably need six podcasts to cover the subjects because it goes too darn fast please welcome back vanessa kukendahl at market Defense. She's VP of Business Development. She's a co-founder. She's everything Amazon in my book. Hello, Vanessa. How are you?
1: Hi, Alan. So great to talk to you again.
0: You too. Well, we were before we got online, we were talking about Amazon and uh, foreign languages, et cetera. And we'll probably have to come back and do that as a, I mean, they're a worldwide company. So if you're thinking Amazon, you have to actually think worldwide, right?
1: That's right. That's right. And you know, the great thing about Amazon is that you know, they do, they're starting to really open up their services to all parts of the world. So if you are a brand who is from another part of the world and wants to sell um, in Amazon US, it's obviously an opportunity, but also the other way around. Um, Now, 90% of Amazon's business is still done in the US. So you really need to master Amazon US before you even think about going into other countries, but the other countries are available.
0: Do you know that, um, Every, In fact, I just got off the phone before we started taping this morning with a company out of Australia that's in the fragrance business, and they're huge in Australia. But, you know, companies come to this market and they go, "Uh, we need help because the U.S. is vastly different than the rest of the world. Am I making an understatement or...
1: No, you're right. And I think what's different, um, you know, Amazon does offer you services in translation using machine translation. But I think what they're never going to get and what takes the human touch is that how the message will land with the customer is so different. And I think, you know, what, what are Americans used to? We are used to, we shop for value, we shop for convenience, um, and we are, we do shop for ingredients but we really shop for total experience. Is that different elsewhere? Probably not, but I think it's the nuances that only a brand can really inform the the customer on their brand about, and it's really up to you to really share your brand story in the best way you can.
0: Okay, we're going to talk reviews and diversion today, but before we go there, I want to, you are so key on on what you just said about total experience. I saw an ad in, in the greater Phoenix area for a place called Across the Pond. It's a sushi restaurant and but something in their branding that said you know something about them being unique and not your your normal sushi experience and I went okay that's for me I want a total experience Kathy and I went there and if without going into it I will tell you it is completely new experience in sushi. They make a smoky margarita. I'll see. We're back to tequila again. They make a smoky, yeah. almost mezcalish, and it mm-hmm. is the place is so good. We have brought four or five different people there, and every time we go there, people go, "Oh my God, this is my favorite sushi restaurant." So we know yeah. that they have the experience part down pat, figured out, right?
1: Mm-hmm. That's the delivery part that's so important for a business and I think really there is no one else who's delivering on that last mile like Amazon. You know, that is one thing a customer can trust is that the product will arrive and it'll arrive on time and it'll arrive most likely in the condition that you expect it to. You know, they still they're not a luxury retailer, so you're not gonna get, you know, even if you ask for gift wrap, it's 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 minimal, but it's there. So it, it's really a business based on convenience. And if you know, if the ultimate luxury is shopping in your you know in your pajamas and and you know, getting your product in four hours, well then nobody beats Amazon, that's for sure. Yeah
0: you know, Bezos did a great job figuring out that there was something we needed, but we just didn't know. But
1: <laughs> we needed to be lazier. We needed to not get out of bed and still shop. How we're, did back come to, up with that? we're
0: back to the year and a half of the pandemic. I want to watch yes. Netflix. I want to eat Cheetos and I want stuff to come in a box to my front door and life is good, right? Yes. Right.
1: Yes. I mean, I think if it, for pe- this no contact delivery that Amazon and a lot of other retailers are doing and, and businesses, restaurants, where they're just delivering the product to you outside your door and you don't have to step outside. My gosh, if you're the, if you're as introverted as I can be sometimes, it's the best. Okay.
0: I <laughs> doubt you're an introvert, but I'm going to let you get away with that one right <laughs> now. So, okay. Let, let's start with um, reviews because Yes. I'm not a big, I don't leave a lot of reviews unless, as you just said, the total experience and the delivery was off the charts. And I feel the need to tell people what a great experience. So go ahead and give us a little bit about reviews and how reviews and Amazon go together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that you are in the minority, dear Alan. Yeah, I mean, but you are always unique because um, customers really do rely on reviews to make buying decisions. I mean, there's some uh, surveys out there that say that four out of five consumers um, have changed their minds about a recommended purchase after reading negative online reviews. So not only do they Inform the customer who um, is about to purchase that they absolutely have created, do create conversion on Amazon. Um, you might be um, unlikely to make a purchase until you read a review, and then you you certainly do make a choice. So there's about 250 million reviews on Amazon right now, and that's growing. Um, you know, one of the ways that you can see how Amazon can retain, how reviews can help you retain a customer. I was just looking at the top. 20. 25 um, selling products on Amazon for last quarter. I just did an article for Beauty Matter that's going to be um, circulating in the next couple of weeks. And I noticed at the top 10, really not much movement from last quarter. But guess what did change? As I was thinking, gosh, how are they fighting to be seen around you know after you know, there's like 350 million products on Amazon and how do these products remain uh, continue to stay on the top 10 their reviews have been growing and growing quarter over quarter so they on an average the top 10 products on Amazon grew 21% more reviews that's wow. a big jump that's in huge. just 90 days so what that tells me is they're really creating loyalty there and that keeps that customer engaged So they are probably using a couple of different tools. Um, You know, number one is that customer experience. So delivering on um, product inventory, making sure that you're in stock so that when your customers come in, you've always got product um, and making sure that you are messaging the product correctly. So making sure their listings and their storefronts really in detail tell you what that product is and how it's going to work for you. One of the areas that we coach brands on all the time is they try to be a little bit soft in their messaging. They maybe want it to be more universal. Nope. In 2021, you've got to be transparent and you've got to be specific. Talk about what your product has in it and the ingredients it does not have in it. Make sure that you are being as transparent as possible. That actually helps drive your conversion, but it also keeps your reviews strong because then people who will be maybe turned off by what's in the message, good, don't buy my product. I don't want you to buy it, be turned off and then leave a negative review. I really just want to create positive reviews. So that's a very helpful tip. And then last thing I'd say is if you're trying to grow your reviews, use, you know, the best way to get Amazon reviews is to simply ask for them. There's Amazon feedback software that's available that can be implemented and it solicits reviews from customers after purchasing. And the best part is that you can specifically target the customer who is most likely to write you a good review. So you, you can set up rules to only email customers who have already left your reviews in the past, those who receive their order on time, those who bought a product that also generates a lot of reviews. So this email software is really intelligent and can really help you drive positive reviews. And by doing that, you engage your customer and you drive conversion, which is what we're all trying to do. Oh, in, the,
0: in the past, we might've said that's just pimping for reviews. But the fact is, if you can use the data and go mm-hmm. after the people that are your best customers, why wouldn't you? That's just good business practice, right?
1: If you had a storefront and you had a customer who came in and you knew was a bit of a a chatty Kathy and told everyone in town how great you were, why wouldn't you call her up and say, hey, Kathy, I got a great new product. Why don't you tell all your friends? It's really just networking and engaging with your customer, but now you're doing it in a really uh, targeted way through email. Now, I would say also, you know, what what the reviews do is they help also give you some intelligence because you can read the reviews and understand what customers are saying about your product they tell you um, in no uncertain terms, they're very transparent on Amazon. And that's part of you know, the fact that we're all living in this world where people can kind of, I guess, hide behind their computers and say whatever they want. But as a retailer or as a brand owner, it's important. It's good feedback. You can read those reviews and hear directly from someone why it worked for them. And it helps you inform how you can better tailor your product for those that it doesn't work for. So reviews are important in many ways.
0: Uh, let me bring our listeners up just because that was a awesome mouthful of stuff on reviews. And I think it's so critical. And, you know, a lot of a lot of companies, they get mired down in the day to day, especially today with supply chain and everything else, and they forget, right, to manage reviews. So we talked about customers relying on reviews. That's all those stars down below, right, that talk to how well did the, because people are going to tell you what exactly what they think, right? Right. Um, you have to manage reviews. That's what we were just describing. It's really critical, right? To manage your reviews. Loyalty and engagement. I swear all these words are for a book that you're going to write, Vanessa. Loyalty, <laughs> right. engagement, the messaging, and my one of my favorites, being transparent. I mean, I'm a Midwestern boy. I always say it the way I see it, even if I put my foot in my mouth. But being transparent is really critical to people today. And so I'm glad that you uh, brought that up. When, when I just traveled through the Chicago, Orlando and back to Sky Harbor airports, and then I get from Clear, because I subscribe to Clear and I use the service, and Delta, I mean, and they send me these, help us out, fill out these. I never do because I don't see how it benefits me or I'm not getting anything. Am I wrong with
1: that? No, 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 absolutely not. But you know with, what's great is, well, what, remember that if you had a terrible experience, I bet you would fill out that survey. Yeah. And so that's why it's important for brand owners and retailers to really try to capture customers when they are positive, engage them, because if they, they themselves are not going to sign up to write a survey, if things go fine, you're right, Ellen. If when things go just... Uh, very smoothly. You never think about calling anyone and telling them all about it. But as soon as something goes poorly, you're going to, what's the number of 12 people you're going to tell people that it goes badly. So this way you are getting ahead of that by using the software that co- reaches out to your customers. Hey, did you love it? If you loved it, please write us a review. Now you can go as far as offer them a little bit of something. Now, Amazon doesn't really exact, really like that, so you have to really be sure to read up on Amazon's terms of service before you start offering a promotional discount or, or other incentive to, to make a purchase because you have to be really, you have to be within Amazon's terms of service or they won't like it, but you can't do that. So I think there's other opportunities there if someone likes it to make last it a deal. thing
0: on this, this was not on Amazon, but there's a product out there called chili crunch. If anyone likes a smoky chili flake product, it is the most amazing thing. I can put it on eggs, on salmon, it does on everything I I just love it. Chili crunch. But what I want to tell you is Kathy ordered a box of four from the company, not Amazon from the, the box came with three in it, three jars. And she wrote back and said, Hey, not a big deal. It's not really expensive. Just wanted you to know the owner of the company responded, felt horrible, really apologized. She's replacing Kathy said it's not necessary. And she said, yes, it is. She didn't replace and send one jar. She sent an entire box of four jars. We This happened several years ago. I'm sure that I have told hundreds of people about Chili Crunch. Yes.
1: Okay. Absolutely. See, that's another, and it's free advertising. So if you rectify a situation before they publish the review you're saving yourself in two ways. One, you're catching the review before it goes live, a poor review. And secondarily, you're doing what you just did. You're saving that customer some some time and inconvenience and you're making it better. And now you are creating that positive goodwill. You want that customer then to, to share with everyone. So yeah, kudos to, to to them because they really did it right.
0: Uh, let's we have about five, six minutes left. Let's talk about diversion in the beauty in the spa channel. This has been a problem since time immemorial. Yes, and it's, yes. it's not going away. I understand that. But give us your two cents, please, on diversion.
1: Sure. Here's oh, what I can
0: describe say. it. Can't. Tell people what diversion is first, please.
1: Yes, absolutely. For um, you know, being an Amazon uh uh agency, how we see diversion pop up is it um Customers will do one of two things or brands will do one of two things. They will offer a promotional discount on a product either to um, through a retail channel or through a an appearance like let's say a good morning America appearance where they offer 15 percent, 50 percent off a product and how how that affects your Amazon business and your other retail channels is one of two ways. Either there are uh, individuals who are purchasing a lot of that product. Kind of like retail arbitrage. They're taking, they're making the point of investing and in buying hundreds of units, and then they're reselling it on Amazon at full price or something close to it, and then making a margin. Or the customer or individuals, onesies and twosies, uh, it's it's does so well, but you don't set limits. And so that customer is buying many units and those are showing up on Amazon. So I think, um, you know, that's where we see the most of the diversion on Amazon. But we also see some diversion where customers, where brands and retailers um, sell their product to off-price retailers. And um, that product then is also picked up, retail arbitrage, um, in the ways that individuals will drive around to all the TJ Maxx in town and buy your product at 50 75% off, and then round it all up together, send it into Amazon and sell it. So you can either, so the two biggest ways we're seeing is the promotional opportunity and also selling to the off-price retailers. And if I can just give you, your, your fans a little, a couple of tips there, Alan, here's, here's a couple of tips. Set some limits, set some product limits, unit limits. So if you're selling either on Good Morning America or selling to TJ Maxx, make sure that, all, that a customer can only buy a certain amount, whatever feels comfortable to you. I'd say no more than 10. In most cases, it's probably five. And then if you're selling to an off-price retailer, make sure they're spreading it around so they're not sending 10 units per store. I mean, TJ Maxx, I mean, think of the 1,000 stores, and usually you can get one or two units per store. So even if you're trying to get through a 1,000 units, that's still only one or two units per door. That's pretty good. And so you're really making it tougher for people to drive around and pick up a whole bunch and sell it. So that's one tip.
0: Manufacturers. Will look at stuff sitting in the warehouse and say, this stuff has to go. I've got to get some money back for it. And that might lead to them selling to someone because on the manufacturing side, owners or businesses, they're like, I got the money back. That's all that really matters. I just wanted it out the door. Yes. But that's painful for them on the back end once it hits the diverters, right?
1: Absolutely. And I'll I'll so I would say, here's my second tip, sell it yourself. If you don't have an Amazon account now, and you're thinking about ways to get into Amazon, take your product that's either, um, that it's just, you know, old packaging that you're changing packaging, the product is still good, but maybe you're you're going into a different season of the year. So now you've got packaging that isn't right, or you've just changed packaging as a company, um, sell it on Amazon yourself. You can put a little bit of a discount if you want, you can message it as, you know, hey, this if you love product X, products x is coming next year in a a blue packaging here's the original um red packaging that you know and love buy it from us we're the we're the brand we're the manufacturer and sell it yourself rather than trying to sell it to someone else who again i know you get a po you get a little money it feels good right when you when you get that initial cash, but it's just going to hurt you in the long run because all your other retailers are going to suffer.
0: Short-term gain, long-term pain. You're you're debasing your brand. All, you know, years of trying to build brands and stuff can be blown away by people going, well, I'm never going to buy it from the company anymore because it's always cheap on Amazon or wherever they're, DJ Mac, wherever they're going for it.
1: Absolutely, and I would say my third tip when you're thinking about diversion is, and you're signing up a new partner, really think to yourself, is this too good to be true? We have uh, so many stories I can share of really big brands, brands owned by P&G and J&J, really smart brands who went into partnership with uh, other channels who, you know, really didn't act with integrity. For instance, there was one big brand um, whose product is uh, number one product is a cleanser, and um, they got uh, a Swedish distributor got in touch with them. And they said, Hey, you know, I've got, I've got, do I have a deal for you? And said, You know, asked for a big order, said, I will pay for everything. And the brand said, This sounds fantastic. We've always wanted to sell in Sweden. Okay, where do I sign? Not thinking to themselves, like, boy, this sounds like a little too good to be true. Well, guess what? That product never left the United States, it never went to Sweden. It ended right back on Amazon. And now, the brand is fighting themselves their own product is being sold against them cheaper on amazon but it's you know on the up and up because they sold it to this person that they really didn't know so yeah. i would ask yourself that's the big question is this too good to be true ask around ask for references set limits you know even if it means a smaller po and that grows over time I'll send you a couple of units here and there and then let's grow the relationship. But, you know, ask yourself, is this sounds too good to be true? Then it probably is.
0: All right, three points. Set product limits, which is, uh, should be obvious, but it's not, but set product limits. Sell it yourself, right? It's, you, it's your product. Nobody understands it better than you. Make your own money back on that item. Yeah. And yes, your mother did tell you if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Especially like in your case, if you say, it's a a foreign country's a company saying we'll pick it up FOB at your dock. Well, that can't be right. Something is yeah. not right with this picture, right?
1: Absolutely. And I, you know, I guess your last last tip I would say is do your homework on these new partners. Um, you know, another uh, another story I can share is a brand, another big brand who was bought for a billion dollars, smart brand, and yet um, they were. They had a product they needed to sell because they were close to expiry dates um they there was someone who said oh i'll take it and i'll destroy it in field um guess what that product never got there and somehow uh instead of being destroyed that individual sold it on amazon so again now not only was the product uh now they're fighting themselves for buy box but the customer was receiving the product and writing negative reviews because it was close to expiry dates and but, you know, the customer doesn't know that it didn't come from the brand. They think it came from the brand. So they're writing a negative review that lives forever that says, hey, you know, don't buy this product because you're going to get in, it it's going to be expired or you're going to have two weeks to use it. So the brand thought they were doing the right thing by sending it to someone to destroy and field, but they didn't do their homework on who they were working with. So make sure to get references, even from these vendors that you think are um, are acting with integrity because Amazon is just too lucrative nowadays and you really need to do your homework.
0: We have been speaking again today with Vanessa Kukendahl. Look her up at marketdefense.com. They are probably singularly one of the best companies for everything uh, Amazon. It's absolutely worth the conversation of opportunity with Vanessa. My um, last question, does Amazon take any responsibility for how these things machinate or are they literally a third party, and they they don't take, uh, there's nothing they can do when these things happen.
1: You know, there is a lot um, that they can do to help you after the fact. So if you can petition, you know, you have to be the brand owner. So you have to sell on Amazon, register your IP with Amazon, and be the manufacturer Uh, of record of the product and then yes you can ask them for help to sometimes they will remove remove some of these poor reviews if they can see that they were um done by bad actors but you really have to file a case and you're never going to do it from the outside i've heard lots of brands say i don't want to sell on amazon but i want to fix my reviews you know what they just don't they're not going to open your letters they're not going to take your phone calls you have to get inside the belly of the beast and work from inside
0: uh, Vanessa, once more, you have given our listeners so much to think and do. By the way, listeners, you're going to see an email pretty quick from us. This is the third uh, podcast I've done. It's my first series, Vanessa. I'm glad that I did it with you. So uh, we are going to put all three of these together. But if you're just going to uh, Apple Podcast or our website or Podbean, please look up all three that we have done with uh, Vanessa at Market Defense. There's They're worth listening to my friend. Thank you again, a ton. It's I I learned so much when I talk with you. I don't even know how I can carry on today.
1: Oh, well, thank you. And I just wanted to offer your your listeners a chance. We do have a white paper on Amazon arbitrage and the impact on prestige beauty brands on our website, marketdefense.com. So um, it's free and easy to download. So go ahead and, and take a read if you'd like to learn more.
0: Love it. Wonderful. Thank you for the offer. Speak to you soon, my friend. Always a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much. Bye, Alan.
0: Good. And listeners, please remember to be kind to one another.